I know there's times, especially when you are with your kids, that you feel like you're failing at patience. And this is one of the main excuses I hear from many parents when it comes to homeschooling in general, is that I don't have enough patience to homeschool my kids. I did a few episodes about this before, but today we're going to bring a new perspective on the topic of patience and how you can address it, how you can overcome it, how you can extend it. I think that's a good one to put in there. That way, when you feel like your patience is running thin, the hope is that this episode can help you through it. And I just always want to tell you how grateful and appreciative I am for you to be here listening in on any episode that you drop into or all episodes if you're one of them who loves indulging in great value for your homeschool, your businesses, your home, your kids, and all that mom hacks in between just to make your life simpler. So this is me saying thank you, thank you, thank you from the bottom of my heart. So let's jump in to this episode. Aloha mamas, you've made it to the Homeschooling Entrepreneur Mom podcast. I'm Kavaya Quinn, RN turned full-time entrepreneur and homeschool rock star to five kiddos. I know you're frustrated with homeschooling. You know there's a way to make it fun, but you haven't figured it out yet. And you're overwhelmed with combining homeschool and making money from home. You're wishing for a way to integrate homeschooling and building a business while giving your kiddos the gift of entrepreneurship. So if you're ready to create a homeschool filled with fun and adventures while you're making money, get your favorite mama juice and throw your hair in a messy bun. Let's get to work. Aloha, my friends. Welcome to another episode. And today we're talking about that P word that pops up, especially when you feel like you're going to (laughs) explode. Yes, patience. And when you feel like you're failing at patience, it's usually at a time when you are just trying to get through that moment or that day. I know with me, a lot of it surrounds kids. <laughs> I got a lot of them. So my patience does wane thin. But I know my husband has a different perspective on it. He thinks I have the most patience in the world. But I always have to remind him that he is at work for most of the time during the day and when he sees me with the kids it's something that I have a constant practice with I know what battles to pick I know how to manage it at this point and it wasn't always like that (laughs) I am not the perfect mom I'm going to give that disclaimer right now off the bat I am not the mom that you think I never run out of patience. I yell at my kids. I lose my temper. I am still human. But I have learned along the way that there are things you can do in that moment that can help extend your patience. Because I remember not just a few years ago, I would yell. I would, And I say it a lot. <laughs> I'm a yeller. I think that was a great thing as a cheerleader, but to my kids, not the best example. Because now when they are yelling at each other, I know where they get it from. It's from me. And that's not the best proud moment ever. But it's because that's how I would react all the time to something, especially when it wasn't going my way. Or if I wanted my kids to listen, 
I thought if I yelled over them and showing that power in my mind, they would listen. And I remember seeing like the fear in my kids' eyes. I'm like, it's working. And then the aftermath would be like me feeling guilty and wishing I didn't do it that way and trying to figure out like, what could I have done differently? And it was a lot of guilt and shame on my part because I didn't want my kids to feel horrible. I just wanted them to listen, right? Like that's one of the things that constantly go in my head. I just wanted you to listen. Mom wouldn't have been yelling if you would have just listened. And in the end, like over time, I remember praying to God. I'm like, there gotta be a better way for me to get through these situations. Because I know I can't be yelling for the rest of my life. I can say the yelling has decreased a whole lot. I have been talking more. I know like there's a whole like vibe on, uh, what do you call it? Gentle parenting. <laughs> I don't know what that really entails. Um, the truth is, I don't think my type of parenting is gentle. I think it's just real and authentic because I also have a loud voice in general. I have an excited voice in general. So if I wanted to do gentle parenting, it probably doesn't sound gentle from me. Um, but the point of gentle parenting, I feel, is just to like reduce the amount of time you are, you know, being very aggressive, whatever that looks like towards your kid. Um, so in my sense, it'd be just like yelling and yelling and yelling. That's the way I used to parent and it was not working. And then I know when people would come up to me like, oh my gosh, you have so much patience to homeschool your kids. I'm like, no, <laughs> I would still yell at them during homeschool. And it was not my proudest moment. It was definitely not gentle. But over the years, I had to do a few things to change myself. It wasn't really about changing my kids. I wanted to put that out there. It was because I'm the parent. They are seeing me as the role model. And what they are doing is for me as a parent, what I had to realize was there was something I was missing in teaching them. And that was why they were not listening. That was why they weren't doing what I thought was supposed to be done. So in the end, the first thing that I had to do was let Jesus back into my daily decisions. And when I say that, it's I remember hearing um, a message from our church where he was like, I'm pretty sure many of you like do morning prayers or even bedtime prayers, but how often do you allow God or Jesus into every single decision? Like, are you just starting your day with prayer and then for the rest of the day, you're like winging it by yourself? And I kind of like laughed because that's how I was doing it before when I was losing my patience, when I felt like I couldn't hold my temper anymore, where I had to walk out the room, where I had to tell my kids like, stop talking to me, mom needs a break. Like I was not allowing Jesus to come into my decision before I reacted. Like I was just reacting, like before I responded. And once I started doing that, and it takes a split second, like let's say something goes wrong with homeschooling or 
with your child, like not doing what you thought they were supposed to be doing. Instead of being like, why didn't you do that? Because <laughs> that, that's usually what I do. Like, what, what are you doing? I would just be like, breathe. Okay, God, your turn. What is happening? <laughs> I thought I explained this. Did not, did I not explain this correctly? And for that split second of going, okay, God, you got this. That right there allows me to breathe in, but not just breathe in physically, but breathe God into my response. That's how I feel it. Like, Jesus, come here, help me respond to this moment because if I did it on my own, I'm pretty sure I would go back to just the reacting and the yelling and then that whole path of feeling guilty and shame and like telling my kids, like, I'm sorry, and I didn't mean to do it that way. And I would try to be better. And it was just like an ongoing cycle. But this way, I'm going, okay, God, you need to be with me. Like, let's see what's going on. And I, and I say it in a stern voice, but it still comes from love. And I feel that so much more now when it comes to me losing my patience, me coming almost to the end of it. I My goal is never to reach that end point of like, I'm losing it. I'm just going to scream and yell. I'm like, and I tell my kids that too. So the second part is, do you actually communicate with your kids where you are currently at, like how you are feeling? And for example, the previous me would have been like, I'm over it. Mom is pissed. (laughs) But there was like calm and then pissed off level. That's all they saw. They didn't see the escalation. They didn't know they were heading towards mom losing her patience. So my question to you is, do you communicate that part with your kids? I was not communicating anything with my kids. I was just going from like, okay, they should know that they need to be getting these things done or doing, cleaning that or doing this. And then when they didn't do it, I would remind them, remind them, remind them. But there would be no communication of where mom was at. It would just be like, I told you to do this. I told you to do this. And I know I see a lot of like, um, Instagram posts or like social media posts or like memes where the mom is like, I wouldn't be yelling if I didn't tell you this five times already, you know, like something like that. But I also had to look back at myself and go, okay, when I reminded you, did I also tell you, hey, mom has asked you to do this two times already. I am getting irritated because I expected you. So this like, this is very important. Let them know your expectation because maybe they expect you to tell them five times and then they'll finally do it. I don't know. But for me, I'm like, I expected you to get it done within the first time. But I give you a chance and I try and remind you again because I want to give you grace. And I tell that to my kids now. I'm like giving you grace because, hey, maybe you didn't hear it fully the first time. So I'm reminding you again. But mom is getting irritated. I am annoyed because I thought you already heard me. And it could sound in any context similar to that. Uh, Other ways I say it is, hey guys, you need to stop what you're doing right now. I need you to pay attention to me because I told you to do this earlier and I thought you heard me, but I guess you didn't. So I need you to come here and listen to me tell you this because I... I'm getting tired of telling you. I am annoyed. I am losing my patience. You're kind of giving them where you are at that level. Because 
once they start understanding like, oh, mom was serious or mom is getting a little irritated, they can see the escalation. And I feel like my kids, once they know that I am not where I was before, like I am not calm anymore, I'm getting on a higher level. They're like, oh, okay, let me go do it. It's getting serious. I do not want to get to the point of yelling. (laughs) And they are a lot more cooperative. But it had to start with me. I had to check myself and be like, okay, are you actually communicating correctly or at least a little bit more with your kids? I don't want to say correctly because I don't feel like there's a correct, perfect way to do it. But it's just how great is your communication with your kids? Because in the future, I want them to communicate where they are at too. So maybe if they come to me for some kind of stressful situation, I want them to tell me, mom, I am so sad or mom, I am angry. Mom, I am here. Like I want to know what level they are at so I know how to provide comfort for them, to how to react to them, how to support them and so forth. So that's what I feel like as a parent, we need to train our kids to do in the same context. And the last part, is checking in with yourself on where you are currently at with your kid's behavior. So a great example (laughs) would be, we'd be out shopping, me, my husband, and our kids. And for me, I, I guess this is where my husband's like, you have a lot of patience because our kids are great kids in general. They, they're not like causing a ruckus or like hurting each other or others they are not disruptive but in my husband's eyes I feel like he thinks kids are supposed to be almost like um, orderly in the army kind of sense where they're like marching in a line and (laughs) almost like no emotions and just staying one place and being quiet like I feel like that's his idea of what kids are supposed to be I'm I'm pretty over exaggerating it but in some sense because Once my kids are like laughing and joking around with each other, giggling, and maybe they're not screaming, but they are kind of like laughing loud or doing anything, I welcome that. Like, I get it. They're not, my kids are not like running through the store. Like if my kids start running, I'm like, hey, we're not doing any of that because now you have, you know, crossed over to being disruptive to other people in this store to possibly breaking something. We're not doing that. Um, but if they're just kind of like giggling with each other, hey, I have no problem with that. I feel like sharing laughter is a great thing. But I remember my husband going, hey, stop it. You guys got to be quiet. You need to stop doing that. And <laughs> I looked at him. I was like, why? Why do they need to stop doing it? He's like, because they're embarrassing. I'm like, who? Who are they embarrassing? Are they embarrassing themselves by doing something embarrassing? Or are they embarrassing you? And that's what I'm talking about check in with yourself are you blaming something like is your kid's behavior are you blaming like something being embarrassing or shameful or whatever it is on your kids or to avoid yourself like how you are actually feeling does that make sense because i had to tell my husband hey you got to check in on that one because i feel like you might be embarrassed that they are like giggling really loud And maybe you saw people kind of look over. I go, but who cares what people are looking and saying in their own minds? Our kids are not being disruptive. They're not hurting anyone. They are not hurting anything in the store or the place. 
I'm like, they are just sharing their laughter with the world. And if somebody has a problem with sharing laughter, then that is their problem. And when I had to remind my husband about that, I'm like, look, they're fine. They're, they're not even doing anything bad. And he's like, oh, yeah, that was me. So that's the question I have to ask to you. When you are losing your patience, are you the one feeling uncomfortable? So then when you feel uncomfortable, you're like, oh, I don't like what you're doing to me. I don't like how you're making me feel. So I'm going to tell you to stop, even if your kids are not doing anything wrong. And that's a hard one to swallow because it's back on you again. So this is where patience can be extended. It has a lot to do with checking in on yourself. Yes, if your kids are not behaving according to safety and, you know, taking care of whatever is around them in their environment, I get that's a whole different situation. But if it's something else, like, are you checking in with yourself? Are you communicating correctly with your kids? And definitely, are you inviting Jesus into your daily decision, especially during that point? And just on a, on a side note, because this just came popping in my head. It doesn't mean like at the moment you're yelling at your kids, because I've said this literally the other day. I'm like, you're lucky Jesus is in this house. <laughs> Maybe that is a great reminder for myself. But I also mean like before you get to that point. Let Jesus into that decision. Maybe stop, breathe, tell your kid, like, I need a moment. Like, it's okay to say that too. I need a moment. Mommy is kind of getting really angry and I do not want to take it out on you. So I need a moment to breathe. And usually when I say that, my kids are like, okay. And they like turn around and walk away. I was like, I'll call you back when I'm ready. And my kid will come back. I was like, come back and check on me. And he'll come back and be like, are you ready to talk? <laughs> I'm like, five more minutes and I have told my kids that too so like communication letting God back in calming down extending your patience so that you don't feel like you're failing at it and then also giving yourself grace to be like I don't have to react at this moment I can take a breath and in the end you will notice like you are a lot more calmer in those situations you wouldn't be reacting as fast as you did before. I'm not saying it eliminates all those feelings because it's always going to be a work in progress, but you will get better at communicating with your kids, with your family, with anyone when it comes to them pushing your buttons and feeling like your patience is going to disappear. So like I said in the beginning, I hope this encourages you to just take little steps, invite God and Jesus into that decision with a breath. Understand that maybe it's you who has to communicate a little better when it comes to that situation of where you are at and how you are feeling with your kids or with your husband or wherever that patience is waning thin with whoever it is with. And the last thing is really checking back in with yourself on why are you re reacting that way? Is it because your kids are actually doing something wrong or is it because you're embarrassed or you feel a certain way? Because all of that, when you work on all those three things, you will realize that your patience was way longer than it has ever been because you just had to tweak a little things to extend it more and you will feel a lot more calmer. Like I said, 
during the process. All right, my friends, if you do want to connect with me and if you want to talk about this episode or bring up any other topics, the best place to do that is on Instagram at Kavai underscore Aquin, K-A-W-A-I underscore A-H-Q-U-I-N. All right, I'll see you in the next episode. Hey, mama friend, if this podcast inspired, encouraged, or gave you confidence to take action today, I would love for you to share it in your Instagram stories. Tag me at Kavai underscore Aquin. Then drop it in a message to another friend who needs to hear it too. The biggest compliment would be for you to take a minute from your busy mama day and leave me a review and subscribe. I'm so grateful for you and I'd love to keep this conversation going. The best way to connect would be in my Facebook group, bit.ly slash H-E-M support group. Till next time, lots of aloha, kawaii.